listening to Game On DC, your home for local gaming and esports news in the DMV. Find the show on social media at Game On DC and by using the hashtag GoDC. Without further ado, here are your hosts, John and Joey. What's up, DMV? Welcome to Game On DC, the podcast dedicated to you, the gamers and esport fanatics, right here in the East Coast capital of esports. My name is John, and I am joined once again by the king of the courtside, Joey. What's up, buddy? John, I am stoked that we are back recording GoDC. We had a little bit of a hiatus there for a while. We started recording again this month. Uh, it felt like we just had so much going on event-wise, but we are back. We're looking to do this more and more regularly, and I'm excited to have more and more guests on as well. Absolutely, Joey, and we have another great episode covering the gaming and esports scene right here in the DMV. Let's jump right into what's going on with Around the Gaming Beltway. John, kicking things off on Saturday, May 11th, we have GEX DC Area Esports hosting a 6v6 Overwatch team tournament in Lorton, Virginia, starting at 10 a.m. Registration is capped at 16 teams with a $35 registration fee per player. Again, guys, if you do not have a team, you can just jump right in with registration and they will try to assign you a team as well. The prize amount will scale based on the number of players and teams that register with a prize above $950 if the field ends up full. Visit GEXesports.com to get more information and to register. Registration for summer camps at the Game Gym in Potomac, Maryland is open and spaces are filling up fast. If you have a child between the ages of 10 and 14 who has a passion for video games and fun competition, then the Game Gym is the place to be. The Game Gym's camps are the perfect mix of game-playing, special guest appearances from pros in the gaming and esports industries and awesome away-from-keyboard activities. Check out more details at GameGym.com. And again, spots are filling up quickly, so don't delay. I absolutely love what's going on at the Game Gym up in Potomac, Maryland, Joey. I, I feel like these summer camps are the perfect blend of training on how to play video games correctly in a competitive scene but also focusing on the physical and mental aspect of gaming. Also, they're not overlooking that part. It's something that is growing in the esports and gaming community, really taking a look at that physical and mental aspect of video gaming as well. And we're seeing the game gym bring that together with practicing video games, becoming better at video games, learning how to play video games on a competitive level, bringing that together with those two in these summer camps. I cannot, I, you know, Joey, I wish I was a kid so I could sign up for this again. I, I really wish I was like like 13 years old so I could sign up to go to the game gym in Potomac, Maryland to sign for in these caps. This is something that just, it just really wasn't around, you know, not even two, three, four years ago. This is something that is, is kind of popping up all over the place, uh, not just in our community, but all over North America also. These video game coding and uh, technical camps alongside the mental and physical components of that as well, really teaching kids that there needs to be a balance between the two. So I love these camps. I love what the Game Gym is doing. I cannot uh, recommend the Game Gym and these summer camps uh, any more than I already do. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Josh and his entire crew up there do an amazing job. So if you have kids or you know anyone who has kids or, or, or someone who's looking for a summer camp experience, uh, in Potomac, Maryland, if you're willing to drive to Potomac, Maryland, it's totally worth the drive if you're local. Go on up to Potomac, Maryland, check out the game gym, check out these camps, sign up and have an amazing experience and learn how to balance video games with the physical and mental aspects of life. It's absolutely fantastic what they're doing up there. And it's a brilliant and much needed program, not only in this area, but in the industry as a whole. 
an ability to really show kids how much exercise means in gaming. Like you see pro teams like Fnatic, Team Liquid, Cloud9, all of these teams have mental coaches and have physical coaches as well. It's not just about the strategy in the game anymore. It's about how healthy your body is. How focused are you when you sit down to actually play games at a competitive level? The Game Gym does a great job in describing all this, as well as bringing in guests from pro-level competition in gaming, as well as pro-esport competition as well. Like bringing in the pro-level players, as well as bringing in those people who are casters, analysts, coaches, desk talent, really anything that they can bring in, they try to bring in guests for. And that's going to allow these kids to really understand that from a different level. It's one thing to hear your coach saying that. It's a whole nother thing hearing someone you really respect as a coach. And then it's a whole nother thing, again, hearing guests in the professional industry. They've had speakers from ESPN there. They've had speakers from Nerd Street there. There are just so many talented people who've come out and spoke at the Game Gym. And I expect a lot more of that during the summer camps as well. So really exciting stuff here. The Game Gym is killing it. If you were a parent, check this out for your child. If you're a child, talk to your parent about this as well. GameGym.com. And be sure to also check out our local gaming center's websites and social media accounts as well, as they have regularly scheduled events throughout the week for competitions. These centers include, but are not limited to, the Cave Gaming Center in Fairfax, Virginia, Soul PC Game Center in Annandale, Virginia, Tech Time Gaming Lounge in Woodbridge, Virginia, iBattle Esports PC Gaming, which just recently opened up in Centerville, Virginia, Xanadu Games at Laurel Park, Maryland, and last but not least, we just spoke about it, the Game Gym in Potomac, Maryland. And with that, Joey, let's take a look at the pro esports scene here in the DMV with Capital Coliseum. Joey, stage two of the Overwatch League has come to a close. We have our Washington Justice, who just like stage one, they did finish with a victory in the final week of stage two, just like they did in stage one, uh, beating the Boston Uprising 3-2. Again, that's in the final stage in stage two, the final week in stage two. It, it was exciting. Boston went up 2-0, two maps to nothing against our Washington Justice. The Washington Justice, in true Cloud9 spirit, pulled off the reverse sweep against the Boston Uprising, taking down, uh, let me see here, uh, the three maps they won on was Blizzard World, Rialto, and Busan. Three maps in a row after falling to Lijiang Tower and Temple of Anubis. Uh, those are the two maps that the Boston Uprising picked up off of them. The reverse sweep coming in favor of Washington Justice to close out stage two, a stage that had uh, a little more drama than, than we saw in stage one. We saw a lot of announcements with uh, uh, changes coming in the front office. Obviously, we touched on it last episode. Kate Mitchell is leaving the team uh, now officially uh, after this past week. Uh, she is stepping down from her role with the Washington Justice. And just like we said last week, we wish her nothing best, nothing but the best, pardon me, in the future going forward for Kate. Um, and, uh, and really, we saw a lot of changes this stage also with two new roster acquisitions with Ark and Sleepy coming to the Washington Justice as well. So changes are starting to be made. Uh, Mark Ein at a recent uh, Overwatch, uh, was the, pardon me, it was um, the Washington Justice League uh, with the Washington Justice watch party they had, uh, I believe, a couple weeks ago. Mark Ein understands the frustration some of the fans have. The fans have been absolutely supportive regardless of the results of this team. But Mark Ein, the owner of the Washington Justice, wants to see some change. And he started to make those changes within the roster. Now he's making those changes within the front office as well. He wants this organization to succeed. He wants the fans 
to have a team that is winning and that they can be uh, incredibly proud of, as if we're not already proud of our Washington Justice, but they want a team that is winning that can represent the DMV area uh, the way Mark I knows this organization can do. So, Joey, I'm kind of curious from you, what was the big takeaway between Stage 1 and Stage 2 with the Washington Justice, regardless of the fact that they did end both stages with identical records. Yeah, uh, consistency is one you can take away. They are not at the bottom. They are above the bottom tier teams here, this time Florida and Houston. So I think you have some consistencies there. They're showing that they're not really dropping too many more maps than they did in Stage 1. And then again, against higher-level opponents, they are taking a few more maps than they did originally as well. So I think that is something impressive to look at. The other big thing is what you mentioned with Mark Ein. Mark is making changes. The front office is also making changes. Two new players coming in, Ark and Sleepy, both already performing on stage, and it's already showing they're starting to mesh with the team better. And I think because you brought in two support players in this particular meta, with the whole GOATS comp still being very prominent, I think that's going to continue to build this team up as they enter into Stage 3. And like you said, John, Mark Ein, he wants this team to succeed. We already see it with the Washington Castles, the tennis team he owns. They are one of the best in the whole league. They've always been one of the best in the whole league since he's owned them. So I really think we're going to see the Justice continue to excel. He's not afraid to spend money on players. He's not afraid to bring in the best of the best. He's done it with the Williams sisters here. Uh, the Bryan brothers have played for DC as well, the Washington Castles. So I'm excited to see some of the bigger names start making their way to the Washington Justice. Uh, maybe not in stages to come, but at least in years to come as the league continues to grow. But I do think the Justice are going to continue to shoot their way up. Obviously, front office changes, roster changes, it is going to be a bit of turmoil as people have to continue to adjusting to new different new things, whether it be the person they answer to, whether it be coaches, if they make any coaching changes moving forward. I mean, there are just so many question marks still between stages for any of these teams, the Washington Justice being no exception. So I'm excited to see what things end up happening, how these new players continue to work their way around their teammates as well. Um, we already saw some great combinations happening with Sleepy and Ark, and I think it's just going to get better as the players get to know each other and as they get to know each other in-game as well as teammates. All right, so because of where they have placed in Stage 2, unfortunately, Washington Justice will not be playing in the stage playoffs. So that means the team is on a little bit of a hiatus uh, for the remainder of this month. Stage 3 will kick off early June. I believe the first day of Stage 3, Week 1, will be June 6th. So they do, at the time of this recording, have a full month to really work on that team chemistry and really bring together their, their strategy and their play style and really fine-tune all of those aspects of their game going forward. But we're going to end this part, this uh, segment on a high note. Uh, if, if you will, and if you don't follow him on Twitter already, uh, I, uh, I highly encourage you to follow him on Twitter. And of course, I'm talking about Stratus of your of your Washington Justice, who made made a bet with his Twitter followers that if the Washington Justice won their last game, he would belly flop into the team pool at 4 a.m. in the morning. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Washington Justice reverse swept the Boston Uprising, which means Stratus was nice enough to upload his 4 a.m. video of him taking a belly flop into the team pool. So, uh, one, I love the interaction the players have with the fans. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And, Joey, we, we've talked about it before. The way eSport pros interact with the fans, uh, whether it's via social media or in person, is second to, to none. I mean, there is not another professional sport organization league anywhere in the world that is not esports based that interacts with the fans the way esports does so really big shout out to stratus for 
uh, making that Twitter bet and then <laughs> actually doing it. It kind of looked like it hurt when, <laughs> when he did it, having done belly flops in the past myself. You know, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that is awesome. That's how you win people over. You know, fun stuff like that. And the whole ice cream meme that was going around for when they won also. Really, really, really cool. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you follow Stratus on social media and uh, definitely like that video because, I mean, that's dedication. A 4 a.m. belly flop. With that, we'll turn our attention to Wizards District Gaming of the NBA 2K League. After last week, uh, they did fall to uh, Warriors Gaming Squad. Warriors Gaming Squad featuring uh, an original player of WizDG from Season 1 in Gen. Uh, who's uh, who's actually a DC local? He's uh, from Maryland, uh, so uh, Jen, a uh, friend of the show here as well, uh, on Warriors Gaming Squad. He he got his revenge against his old team, you could say. Uh, Warriors Gaming Squad taking the win, eighty-two to forty-three, against Wizards District Gaming. That drops WizDG down to zero and four after four weeks, which does put us in place for the first mid-season tournament. Uh, so there's two mid-season tournaments. There's a preseason, two midseason, then one postseason finals, if you will, uh, for the NBA 2K League. This one coming up starting this week on May 9th. WizDG have the first game. That is May 9th, 4 p.m. Eastern time against Magic Gaming for the Turn Tournament. Now, the Turn is going to be taking place not in New York City. It's going to be taking place in Las Vegas at the Esport Arena in the Luxor Hotel. Uh, Joey, I don't know about you. I've been to the Luxor before. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite hotels slash casinos to go to. And now the fact they have an esports arena in there and they're hosting the NBA 2K League, I almost bought a ticket to go out to Las Vegas for this tournament. Yeah, I have actually never been to Vegas before, but I would love to make the trip out, especially for an esports event. Uh, in particular, I'd probably go for like a League of Legends if they ever held it because I'd want to have something really big esports-wise to go all the way out there. Uh, the NBA 2K League, if the Wizards were performing at a very high level, if Wizards District Gaming looked like they had a good shot to win, I'd probably consider it. But right now, they are at the bottom of the table, John. It hasn't been the easiest opening for the team. But at least the guys seem, at least based on their Twitter approach, they seem like they're very into it still. They're working hard. They think they can turn the season around. Again, we're only a couple games in. They've only played four games. There's still many, many games to be played. We're at the turn tournament. They could make a run here. They could make a run the week after. So there's a lot of potential still available here at the same point. The Wizards not looking too hot to start things off. Do you think we do see a turn, uh, no pun intended, uh, moving forward for the Wizards District Gaming Squad? You always sneak one of those in there, Joey. I, I totally I, I did not like, mean to do that one. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll go and let the community decide for that one. I, I feel like there's a good opportunity. The, the turn isn't really, I mean, it doesn't impact your season record. It, it is a midseason tournament. You can qualify for the postseason tournament if you win it. Uh, that's what the Knicks did. The Knicks, uh, Knicks gaming last season didn't do so hot in the, in the regular season uh, aspect of the NBA 2K League. But because they won those midseason tournaments, they qualified for the postseason and they ended up winning the entire thing. They didn't have the best record in the league. Uh, I don't think they were even close to having the best record last year. But because they won those midseason tournaments, that's what put them in there. So there is a lot on the line. And if you're a team like WizDG that is starting in that 0-4 hole, this is your opportunity to really kind of turn it around, to, to punch your ticket into the playoffs after you've realized that, hey, we're going to struggle during the regular season. We need to work on our team chemistry, on our gameplay, you know, on, on, on what plays we're going to run, what defenses we're going to run, how, we're, how are we going to turn this around. These midseason tournaments are great opportunities to make that change. 
to turn your season around to really figure out what works, what doesn't work. Worst case scenario, you play a couple games, you don't win the whole thing, you know what works, you know what doesn't work, you get a few extra games, you go back to the regular season, and you learn what you did from that midseason tournament, take it back to the regular season, and try to build upon that. Worst case scenario, it's just a learning experience. You try new things. You take it back to the regular season. Best case scenario, you can punch your tickets, your, your ticket to the playoffs through these midseason tournaments, regardless of how well you're doing in the regular season. Uh, once it's postseason, it's a whole new season. Your records go out the window. It's anybody's ball game, like we saw last year. So I think WizDG can turn it around here at the turn tournament in Las Vegas. I don't think they're going to win the entire thing at the turn. But I've, I have a feeling they have the chance to really possibly turn their season around with a strong showing uh, early on in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, the biggest issue with Wizards District Gaming right now is not necessarily the record as it is the point differential. They're giving up 16.3 points to the opponent in a game as far as the differential goes alone. So that, to me, is huge. I feel like you need to make some kind of change, whether it be you take more shots in hopes of scoring more, whether it be maybe you're taking too many unclean shots and you're just giving up fast breaks to the opponent, or whether your defense is just playing really bad. So there's a few different reasons they could, or really areas they could explore as far as why they're giving up so many points in comparison to what they're scoring. But I think once they figure out what that key is and they're able to focus on that alone and solve that, again, whether it be scoring more, whether it be defending better in certain areas, maybe certain parts of the court, once you analyze all that and figure that out, I think this becomes a huge turnaround for the team. If you can cut that 16 down to an 8, you're looking at a very different gaming squad. You're looking at a squad that might be ending some of these games by one or two points and just winning or losing on that. So as they continue to figure that out, as they continue to analyze how they can continue to improve, I think we're going to see this district gaming squad continue to move their way up the board at the same point. The turn is going to be a tough place to do it. You're playing in a new area. Uh, you're not playing in the New York studio. You're playing in Vegas. Maybe they need that change of scenery. Maybe that is what will help boost them up. But again, I do not think this squad is out of it yet. I think there's still a lot of potential. They're only five games back from the first place spot. I believe top eight make playoffs still this year. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but as we continue to get closer to that, I hope the Wizards have some more wins under their belt. And hopefully we'll see them make that playoff tournament at the end. But again, only four games in. A lot of these other teams have played more games than them so far. Some of them already at five games um, some of the, yeah, it looks like five and six games for some of these teams. So the wizards are a few games behind in that aspect as well. So they can easily catch up if they can get on a roll here. That will do it for this episode of game on DC. If you enjoy listening to game on DC, we want to hear from you. Leave us a review on iTunes, Google play and SoundCloud. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to keep up with all the gaming and esports news right here on the DMV. Joey, where can our listeners go to follow Game on DC? Listeners, head on over to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram using at Game on DC to find us. You can also use the hashtag, hashtag GoDC. All right, until next time, I'm John. And I'm Joey. Game, Game on, on DC. DC.